everybody. Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Week eight of the high school football season. Can you believe it? I mean, the regular season is just flying by, but uh, our WCPO game of the week is 7-0 and Lakota West at 6-1 and Fairfield on Friday night. Uh, expected to be a capacity crowd of 5,500 there at Fairfield Alumni Stadium. It will be very fun to watch that game as the GMC showdown uh, gets started. Kickoff at 7 p.m. You're going to hear a little bit later from Fairfield coach Jason Krause as the Indians prepare for this uh, crucial game. And uh, a little later on, you're also going to here from Western Brown coach Nick Osborne as the Broncos improved to six and one while senior quarterback Drew Novak moved up to number three all time on the state's career passing yards list. But first up, one last look at week seven. Our feature game took place at Nippert Stadium in front of an estimated 10,500 fans. Moeller won the GCL South title outright with a big victory, 42-14 to over Elder. Junior running back Jordan Marshall scored a career-high four rushing touchdowns, including an 80-yarder, the first of his three touchdowns there in the second quarter. It was just a dominant performance all along for Moeller in that first half after uh, leading uh, by 35 points at halftime, having the running clock in the third quarter as well. I asked uh, Moeller coach Mark Elder how special it was to win the GCL South title in such an emphatic way after leading by 35 at halftime. Obviously some things went our way uh, with, with getting some takeaway. I mean, kickoff unit running down and getting a couple, two straight takeaways, if I remember right. Um, that, that ended up making it a little bit lopsided. That's a really good football team. It's just one of those, uh, I would have never predicted that in a million years, uh, that that's how it would have gone because that's a good football team. But uh, everything kind of went our way tonight. How special was Jordan's night? Yeah, I mean, he, he was running through tackles i mean he, he's a really good football player and and did what he does every week and and was exceptional you mentioned there's an offensive lineman of the week uh every week there's gonna be somebody new how, how well did they open up stuff for him yeah they did a great job i mean uh they, they blocked really well opened up the lanes uh for the most part protected us in the in the throw game uh thought that up front we played really well Forcing those fumbles there. I mean, how, how big was that for you guys? Yeah. Just uh, obviously, I mean, it was a while where we weren't on the field at all for defense because um, we kept getting the ball back with uh, the two straight on kickoff and, and and forcing turnovers. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. You know, the team that, that comes away with more turnovers, and I think we won that category pretty handily. That that can be how it can turn into a with, with two really good football teams. How it could turn into being something a little bit lopsided. You noticed something during the week, Mark, in practice. This team was extra locked in. Uh, I thought we had a good week. You know, I I, I didn't sense that it was um, any any more one way than than in some of the other weeks. You know, I mean, I, I would have never predicted that that um, we'd have pulled away like we did in the, in, the, in the first half. Um, I thought we had a good week, but wouldn't have seen this coming. How strong defensively were you? Just neutralizing them. Yeah, I mean, they were still um, putting some drives together and, and so forth. Uh, we got tackled a little bit better, but but again, I, we, we got some takeaways. Um, we were able to get a stop at the end of the half, which I thought was was a critical time for us. So really pleased with, with how we played, really, in, okay. in all three phases. How'd you like that atmosphere tonight? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I did peak up at one point, and I mean, uh, I don't know what the numbers were, but this was a, a, an outstanding atmosphere. Uh, both fan bases came out and, and supported, and, and it's kind of what I expected it to be. But really appreciative to our fans because um, they came out in full force. And I mean, it was a, a, the lower bowl was was full, and then the, 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 the upper part was uh, was quite a bit. 
You know, as I mentioned, late Friday night on the Friday Night Frenzy, if Moeller plays like this the rest of the season, I find it very difficult for any team to stop them uh, in a journey to, to Canton and potentially to a state championship game. So certainly the Crusaders were clicking on all cylinders. Uh, junior quarterback Luke Dunn, by the way, 10 of 10 in that first quarter. Uh, obviously, everybody wants to kind of focus in on Jordan Marshall for good reason, obviously. But, uh, you know, uh, that offense played lights out and then defensively certainly contained Elder and, and really kind of limited the field position as well. Moeller plays at Cleveland St. Ignatius on Saturday afternoon before closing the regular season at home at Shea Stadium there in Norwood against Lakewood St. Edward and then uh, Detroit Martin Luther King Jr. High School um, there in week 10 as well. But before I go any further, I want to remind you that this uh, High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Start your day tomorrow with a fresh, warm breakfast. Now, switching gears, our WCPO Game of the Week, as I mentioned, is undefeated Lakota West at 6-1 Fairfield this Friday night. And uh, Lakota West can take another significant step toward a third consecutive GMC title with a victory on Friday, while Fairfield can capture its signature win of this season with a victory of its own. And I caught up with Fairfield coach Jason Krause on practice, at practice on Tuesday, and uh, he discussed uh, the showdown with the Firebirds. Obviously, I think the message is, you know, just the opportunity that we that we put ourselves in in position to take advantage of. Hopefully, um, you know, you, you play the game, and when you get this time of year, you hope that the games you're playing in mean something. And, and this week obviously means a lot. I mean, week eight obviously can't ask for much better. Being home here, they're, they're undefeated. You guys six and one. Um, you know, what do you think the atmosphere will be like out here? Friday? Well, it's also homecoming for us, so I think you know we've got some some classes coming back to watch the game and a lot of activities planned for the week. And and I think our kids are excited just to, to, to get the opportunity to kind of get back on track after you know taking the loss two weeks ago. So uh, I think it'll be a great atmosphere. I think it's going to be a packed house. What did you like most about the way you guys bounced back against Hamilton? Well, you know, obviously Hamilton is that rival game for our kids. It's been a rivalry for a long time and. Our kids know a lot of their kids, and it obviously it was a tough physical football game, but I like the way that we played on all three phases. You know, uh, the week before, special struggled a little bit, so we bounced back in all three phases, and, and I just liked our physicality on Friday night. Talon, obviously big night, accounted for four touchdowns. I mean, what did he mean for you guys? Well, you know, uh, obviously it's so important to our offense uh, to be able to throw the football, and, you know, he threw it pretty well Friday night. Um, it's kind of funny. He wore 18 instead of eight. And, and before the game, I, I said to him, uh, maybe you'll throw it like Peyton tonight. And uh, obviously he threw it much better. And three touchdown passes out of him was, was a huge effort. And, and that, that means a lot to our offense. A lefty uh, Peyton. What was the... Is there a reason why you wore 18? Uh, we wore some old throwback jerseys, and uh, eight was just a little, it was a large, and, and he didn't want a baggy jersey, so uh, we went with a medium, and 18 was available. So uh, that, that just was why he wore the different jersey. Gotcha. What have you seen out of Jordan? Uh, Jordan's back. You know, he, he's battled a back injury um, a few few times, a few weeks of the season, and uh, he's back to 100% right now. And, and I think, you know, that one-two punch that, that he gives us in the backfield with, with Talon, you know, that's kind of where things start for us. Obviously, the O-line is, is super important to that. But, uh, you know, just the ability for those guys to go the distance anytime they touch it is huge. What about uh, your receiver, your young, young uh, sophomore there, Noah King? I, I tell you, Noah King is kind of coming out of his shell a little bit. Uh, when you get to this time of year and you're a sophomore, you're, you're, you're training towards your junior season. So the expectations are that you're not a young sophomore anymore. It's time to start making some plays, and, and he's been doing that. Defensively, obviously, Ray 
Um, who else has really stood out for you? Well, up front, I think Amir Rogers is really is really uh, come into his own. You know, I was talking to a couple of college guys this week, and you know, I think he's kind of a hidden gem. I think he's a guy that that people kind of perceive as a basketball kid, but um, I think he's a college football player all day, and and he's really coming into his own. And then the back end, obviously. Uh, Josiah Jackson's been solid and Ray Coney, like you said, but Karen Love has, has done a lot of really good things for us. You know, a couple weeks ago, we had to play running back when Jordan was out, and, you know, he rushed for over 130 yards that night, two touchdowns. So his versatility has meant a lot to our program. What have you seen on film with West that makes them so, so They're good. good. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, they, they play fast on defense. Uh, they play simple and fast, and obviously, it helps. They've got the, those three big time defensive backs in the back end. Allows them to do some other things in the box just because they're so good back there. And obviously, Mitch Bolton is a really good football player. Um, he's a guy that you got to take care of with his feet and his arm. Um, he's a true dual threat guy. And um, I think our, our, our offense knows it starts with, with Mitch. What's this game going to come down to in your, your mind? You know, I, I think it's going to come down to who plays clean football, you know, penalties and, and, and turnovers and. and not getting behind chains and being able to stay ahead of the sticks and be able to stay on, on track with your offense uh, in big plays. You know, we can't give up any big plays. Can't allow Mitch to get loose on us and find receivers downfield. Got to stay in coverage, try to keep him obviously contained. So I think it's going to come down to those things. Do you think you found a second gear with some of your guys, maybe especially you know, Talon and some of your seniors after that loss to Princeton? Was there something that you saw in practice maybe leading up to last week? Well, you know, we faced some adversity, obviously, in, in the Princeton game, and, and uh, we had a, a very, really good team meeting on Monday afterwards. Uh, talked about a lot of things, a lot of honesty, and, and just, um, you know, where we're at and where we want to be. And, you know, and I think our kids really, really stepped it up last week in practice. Probably, probably the best Tuesday practice I can recall in my career that we had last week. And, and I think it helped that we played Hamilton that week. And for our kids, that's a huge game. Like, like I said, a rivalry and, and our, our kids knowing those guys over there. And it meant a lot last week to win that football game. So it was a good one to have bouncing back after Princeton. You know, I can't wait for this atmosphere on Friday night at Fairfield Alumni Stadium. I was talking to uh, Athletic Director Aaron Blankenship this week, and he said they're bringing in extra seating, anticipating a capacity crowd. So it's going to be a fantastic uh, matchup. And as Coach Krause alluded to, you know, week eight, sometimes you get matchups that just don't mean a whole lot, you know, in terms of the league ramifications or the computer points. But this game certainly means a lot. Lakota West, number two in the computer points in Region 4. Fairfield, number seven. Obviously, Fairfield, an opportunity to uh, clinch a share of the GMC title here in the next couple weeks with a victory on Friday night. So a lot of college talent on this uh, roster as well. You talk about Josiah Jackson and Jordan Jackson, both going to West Virginia University from Fairfield. And then uh, obviously that defensive backfield of Lakota West, Malik Hartford going to Ohio State, Joshua Fussell going to Northwestern and Ben Minnick going to Notre Dame. So uh, if you want to see some future uh, college stars uh, playing on Saturday afternoon, this game on Friday night is going to be the place to be in greater Cincinnati this week and uh, it was great to catch up with Coach Krause as I mentioned and uh, he was on our uh, preseason podcast uh, there at Chick-fil-A in Fairfield uh, this summer and uh, speaking of which this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken download the app today for easy ordering and if you followed high school football uh, this season you certainly know the name Drew Novak he is a 2021 Ohio Mr. Football finalist and uh, he moved up to number three on the OHSA's career passing yards list during that 50-28 victory over visiting Clinton Massey this past week. 
had a chance to catch up with Western Brown coach Nick Osborne as uh, he not only talked about the Broncos, but what Novak has meant to the team in receiving the statewide spotlight this season. He doesn't he doesn't care about all the uh, the media attention he gets. He he really doesn't like it. But our O-line guys, the defensive guys, they always give him grief. Like, oh, hey, it's Mr. Uh, third all-time. Or it's, hey, he broke another record here. Or, oh, hey, Drew. So they, they kind of throw it in his face and um, give him some grief about it. He absolutely he, – he hates it, man. And uh, it just shows you how humble of a kid he is. And, you know, it, but at the end of the day, when he sits back in 10, 15 years and sees the um, – the success that he had throughout his four years here, um, it, it's going to be unbelievable as he, as he gets older, you know, uh, I don't think he really looks at it now because how young he is, but definitely when he, you know, gets 20, 25 years old, he's definitely going to look back and say, you know, I, I had a really, really good career here and I'm glad, you know, I was able to do it with his best friends. What's it been like that spotlight for you and the coaching staff too, knowing that every week that, you know, the media is going to be asking and, and trying to highlight your program, obviously for good reasons, but um, what's that like? Yeah, you know, it's awesome kind of putting us back on the map. Uh, we came back three years ago. Um, you know, we have a lot of Western Brown alums on our staff. And that, that, that was a big thing is um, we're, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And you have to live in Brown County, know what Western Brown's about to, to, to be here. And it's a blue-collar community that is very tight-knit. And if you mess with one person, you mess with the whole community. So um, it's just our, our staff's done a phenomenal job since, the, since we've got here three years ago putting our kids in the right positions that they may not have had before. And, um, you know, it, it starts with a great community. We, we, we live in a great community and every Friday night, home or away, we travel really, really well. And they're, they're, they're very, very supportive and you couldn't ask for better support from anybody. I know you're in the moment. I know you're in the season, but I, you know, being a media person, you, you hear a lot of chatter, you hear people speculating and everything. Drew's college recruiting. I mean, what level can he play at? You know, what schools are, are he, is he hearing from and, and what are his offers right now? Yeah, right now, you know, he's talking to uh, Eastern Michigan and uh, Rutgers, had a visit to the U.K. a couple weeks ago, um, going to Youngstown here next week's up at Ashland today. So he's, he's really starting to hear a lot from Rutgers and Eastern Michigan. So um, he, he's just going to go wherever he feels is the best fit he's going to play. And, you know, he, like he said, he's just going to let the chips fall. If they want him, they want him. If not, then he's just going to go where – where he feels he can play. What's the best part of him? Obviously he's setting these records. He's six foot six. He's got the stats and everything, but beyond that, for people who haven't seen him in person or maybe have seen Western Brown, um, what are you telling the college coaches about his best attributes as, as a quarterback and a, as a leader of this team? Yeah, he's definitely going to be a diamond in the rough that somebody, somebody gets and uh, someone's going to steal with this kid. Uh, he's a freak of nature. You talk to anybody, um, you know, they, they say they haven't seen anyone as good as him, you know, since the Burroughs of the world. You know, 6'6", six, six, he, he's young, just turned 17, could be a junior. And But, you know, he's really grown up a lot this year. He's put on 35 pounds from last offseason to now. And um, his leadership on the field and the way he can, he can get to his second, third, fourth, fifth reads, he has really improved on from last year to now. And uh, kind of heading down the home stretch here, the regular season coach, uh, obviously at Goshen to open up October. But um, what's kind of your message of the team is, is uh, you get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, we think we should be undefeated right now and uh, just proven again, you know, the best we can do right now is nine and one heading into the playoffs. And these next three weeks are, are huge for us. Playoff points wise, got uh, Wilmington next week in the region, Goshen in the region. So 
uh, big games these next two weeks and just just get the nine and one. That that's the goal. One and zero, one and zero each week. Coach, really appreciate your time. Best of luck to the Broncos. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Well, as you could tell there from Coach Osborne, uh, certainly Drew Novak has meant everything to that Western Brown program. And uh, it was a big crowd there at Mount Orb uh, last Friday night as part of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown game and uh, disrupting Clinton Massey's uh, significant uh, SBAAC uh, win streak there during the regular season. So uh, Western Brown, certainly a team to go watch in Division Three, Region 12 going forward. Well, another team... Uh, that is in that region certainly is Baden. Undefeated Rams are 7-0. and They are going to uh, host Shamana Julian, one of the games to watch this weekend. Uh, that game will be played at Hamilton. Coach Nick Yorty doing a fantastic job, again, with the team that was a Division Three state runner-up a year ago. Also, you want to watch for Winton Woods at Milford. Obviously, uh, Winton Woods got all it could handle from Kings last week, but uh, the Warriors have won 16 consecutive games since winning the Division Two state championship a year ago. And uh, Coach Tom Grippa at Milford would love nothing more than uh, an upset there in the ECC play. Uh, that would be a signature win for Milford for sure. Then Cincinnati Country is 6-1 and one at, Clark, at Clark Montessori. Uh, they are 4-3. and three. That game will be played at Withrow on Friday night. And a couple of Saturday games, as I mentioned, Moeller undefeated, uh, number one in the state poll, number 19 nationally by Max Preps. They go up to Cleveland to play St. Ignatius. Coach Chuck Kyle, longtime coach there for the Wildcats, is retiring after this season, but uh, should be a, a great game up there in Northeast Ohio. And then a CMAC uh, matchup to, to watch certainly on Saturday, both uh, teams four and three. Withrow uh, traveling to Woodward and uh, Withrow coming off a, a win last week and Woodward off a narrow loss, but uh, that certainly will be uh, key in the CMAC uh, standings uh, when it's all said and done as well. Well, thanks again for watching and listening this week. We have a girls basketball episode that uh, also published this week, so you want to check out uh, that for sure. We talked to uh, She Hoops Ohio staff members Drew Flauding and Bryce McKee as they previewed the upcoming season. I'm going to have an episode about boys basketball a little bit later this month uh, planning to talk to Corey Albertson from Triple Double Prospects about the uh, boys' basketball scene as well. Thanks again. I'll talk to you next week. Uh-oh.